0: Happened than what we told you back then.
1: Remember, we want you to be an activist, and don't take our word for it. Look that shit up, Pully and and, and, and and like I said, they do in their defense, they will do it, but it'll be buried. The 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 what you're gonna hear is still all those Darwinism. No concepts
0: if they're, not, um, if they're not if they're not speaking it at the same tone they did when they first was teaching it then they're they're not doing the justice you know they're you know they're because they whisper they, they, they're, they're they're hiding a lot they're still trying to like yeah. those who those who find it out okay cool but for the rest of y'all you know we'll just leave y'all dumb deaf and blind because yeah because you're right
1: because they yell it out when it's out but then when it's wrong, they whisper it. And the well, majority and they, well, of the people, especially people that aren't like very educated, are still gonna be on that shit as it's true and factual and science and shit. A lot of but the, the, the thing people about feels, it,
0: the, the worst thing about it is they knew it was they knew
1: it was bullshit when they were teaching it. That's what's so sad. I think a lot of people did, and um and and, and they do that still to this day and um because they know people because the thing is people want to believe this kind of stuff so they just gobble it up like the shit about the way the shapes of the human skulls and black people was made inferior by the shape of their skulls and they made that a science it's a lot of people who still believe that to be true to this day and it's been debunked
0: well when you find out that the african americans have been all the the the, on the planet longer than anybody like they have the the, the longest uh, DNA sequence over anything else that they can find through history they hide that as well like they don't want that to be you know the you know like to find out that that's the case Like the people who are going through some of the most disruptions in the world right now has been on the planet longer than anybody else
2: yeah let me play some more sold over 2 million copies, and Ehrlich became a media sensation, appearing on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson over 20 times. How much is the world
3: increase in population, if you can say 10 years? Well, in 10 years, we've, uh, we're pushing putting on a billion people.
2: And it ostensibly had an impact on President Richard Nixon, who in 1970 introduced a bill creating a commission on population growth, citing predictions found in Ehrlich's book. And it is an impact that still can be seen today in the underbelly of liberal and progressive thinking on issues of the climate crisis, development work, women's empowerment, and resource distribution.
1: See, wow. So she didn't leave out, the, she was working her way back to this. And it's like earlier where she was talking about the late, the, the progressive era in the 19, 1890s and 1920s. And you know, that era was also driven by the left. So you've got this here, and then it's like again, the left is on that same shit, and then a lot of these people don't—they're oblivious. At least the ones on the right are more aware.
0: And I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm proud that you—you you saw that. Like, I mean, I—I I, a lot of times I feel like you're in defense of, uh, you know, the liberals, the left, uh. Because I mean, you know, of course, a lot of them really run down the middle. I mean, Republicans and and, uh, Democrats, a lot of times, see things the same way. But just you know, I, you know, I gotta.
1: Nah, I'm always, I'm trying to get y'all to see that there's very, very little difference. And when you, when you pick a side, you've already lost. When you start saying Biden this or Trump that, you've lost because that's what they want you on.
4: Well, no. I mean, you have to no, I see mean, they, Biden they're, they're and
1: certain... Trump as pretty much the same person.
0: Well, no, I do, and, and see, I, I do. But at the same time, they do. They both have different uh, ways of doing things, and some of you know, like one feels like they're so behind that they gotta jolt everything that everybody's doing right now, change things. You know, like lightning speed. And others is kind of just like, okay, you know, hey, you know, we'll just do what we can do while we can do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and but what,
1: what I'm saying is once we fall into that dogma, we are less critical of the side that we're defensive of and more critical of the other side. And we need to be the, critical of both And, and, I and, have, and but, but on the same thing.
0: level. I've, I've, I'm more, I'm, I might be more critical of another, but I am very much critical of both. I, you know like like a, you know I'm, I've never been truly in defense of Trump, but because of the contrast, because of the you know like if we're just put on the, the the point to decide who would be better, then yes, I you know I will say, yeah, I believe Trump would have been better. now is he the best? No, I don't think that that would be the case. I think there's a lot of people that would fit in that shoe way quicker than him. But, you know, if you're putting those two people up together, yeah, I, I'm going to tell you my opinion of which one I think is better.
1: Uh, what? You sent me something, Doc. What is this? Because you said uh, retractions and corrections on page 17. Is that with this last thing? What is this? Buffalo shooting was Aaron Salter Jr. Is this what this is? Is this a, a update on the uh, story?
3: No, you guys were saying how, you know, they'll scream everything out loud on the front page. And then when they do their retractions and corrections, that's buried in like section C, page 17.
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. It's- Yeah, they whisper that shit, and it sucks because everybody still remembers the story, especially if it was like New York Times, just like the stuff what we was talking about with um um, uh the heredity bullshit or whatever, and um you know it came from a a, you know upstanding source, so if it's wrong, you know they should scream that shit, but they don't, and then everybody like a lot of people that's older still believe in a lot of this really old stuff that's been debunked but they don't even know it's been debunked because they haven't seen that shit
0: well yeah and i mean i end up having arguments with family members my dad who me and him always love and respected each other but because i'm coming with something he hadn't heard before now
1: i'm foolish Where's the um doc? Where's the one? I'm looking for it right now. Where's the one with the guy with the water um the water engine? I don't see it in the um did you send it to me on my uh through the messenger on Facebook? Because I don't see it. Um and I can't pull up the show from yesterday while I'm doing this show. Maybe I can, but I'm scared because it's gonna probably do something crazy. Um Yeah can you send that to me again? I want to play that for the audience. You know what I'm talking about? I want to play some more of this video.
5: Is there anything that can be done to reduce the number of people predicted to be displaced by climate change? Some proponents of the new reproductive health law say an entire nation's dream has been broken
2: by its failure to control population growth.
5: I wonder if over the longer term we can really be hopeful about African democracy if we see that many more people come into a continent where there probably isn't going to be enough land and enough jobs for most of them.
2: We're going to see mass migrations, we're going to see increasing conflict over water and land because of climate change, we're ill prepared for that. The 1960s and 70s were filled with a lot of movement and work around so-called development. It had been almost two decades since World War II had ended, and many countries had achieved independence from the empires that had colonized them.
1: Man, we, we chopped that up. We, the audience may have missed the point of the left using uh, climate change um, basically in the same realm as eugenics, and basically not even being aware of that. Well, but that's but see, but that's a lot
0: of the a part of the lies that they've been telling. Because I mean, yeah, there is there's some weather changing that's gonna happen. I mean, the reasons we can get into that on a different, um, you know, broadcast. But you know, either way, like they're using all these things as uh, tools. It's not really, you know, fully scientifically proven it's more so theories and ideas that they've been able to use you know based on some science but it's not totally like a like a real thing there's other theories that outweighs what they have been saying you know mostly you know widely in the in the media but um i mean either way i mean if we really look at it i mean even with the population they've they've done calculations where you know even if it came down to the entire planet the uh, everybody on the planet living today could live in the state of texas
1: yeah i mean
0: yeah i mean with ample with space. space for each other yeah with ample space and we could like i mean and there's still the rest of the world that we could cure and fix and, you know, other, I mean, that, food that's just
1: saying. or whatever, it's just yeah, retarded. Let, let yeah, me play some more. You yeah. got it. you're
2: right. Movement and work around so-called development, it had been almost two decades since World War II had ended and many countries had achieved independence from the empires that had colonized them. The task ahead for these governments was how to build new countries, new institutions, new economies on new identities while trying to undo the impact of hundreds of years of colonial rule and violence. And where there is opportunity, there is exploitation. The U.S. in particular had a fear that increased populations would lead to increased poverty in vulnerable nations and thus lead to the spread of communism. And so, American foundations like the Ford Foundation and the Rockefeller Foundation led the charge among the UN, World Health Organization, <laughs> the IMF, and the World Bank in creating and pushing development programs that had family planning at the center. It's
1: always the same names, right? And but but what I want is uh, people to focus on when she's about to talk about it. Well, she just mentioned them, IMF, the World Bank, and I, I and I'll be trying to get the audience to understand the impact that they've had. And then, you know, the, the, we talk about the creating fucking immigrants, like I was saying, creating these situations for these exploitation, creating the third world and the first world, because yep. the reason why the United States and these other European countries are so rich is because of the exploitation of what they consider the third world. And the same reason why those countries are poor is the same reason why these other countries are rich. But listen,
0: but, but but we gotta also think about the, also like what is has been deemed reliable information. Because I mean, if you really think about it, the American Medical Association, which was uh, created by the uh, oh god, what's the, I, this rich family? I forget, I can't think of it now. But they um, they pretty much monopolized pretty much the petroleum and modern medicine so all of these products that you make you know that we now you know is made to be you know good medicine because i mean started causing people cancer at Um, least they they started recognizing people getting sick and this is what they now call cancer because i mean i don't want to go through the argument that right that that the, the cancer is new or it's not new or right. whatever. But however, this is something that they recognize after these products are being put in into uh, circulation that people are developing what we were calling cancer. And those very people who we will do a study to see and then they're doing studies for themselves, against themselves for, you know, to, to tell people that no, uh uh-uh. uh, no, our products are not doing that and you know.
1: They don't it. care anyways, just make more money. Let me read Dyke's comment. He says, I've lived through the global cooling seventies, acid rain eighties, depleted ozone nineties, superstorms <laughs> two K and not global warming, climate change. The only thing consistent is it's immediate danger and only these new taxes laws will help. And then the taxes never go away. <sighs> I really can't argue with that, Doc. I see. Um, he's, uh, he also says China gets buttloads of benefits and less scrutiny on environmental and social issues because they are still classified as a developed nation. Yeah, so there's loopholes. Um, yeah, I want to go back to this because she's really going to touch on something very important. IMF, World Bank, and how this shit works, really. Let me, let me take it back just a second.
2: And the Rockefeller Foundation led the charge among the UN, World Health Organization, the IMF, and the World Bank in creating and pushing development programs that had family planning at the center. And the Ford and Rockefeller Foundations led one of the biggest and most disastrous population control programs under the guise of family planning and development in India. Who
5: exactly elected those people? <laughs> they were actually making life and death decisions, you know, about health care, you know, about things like, you know, should they pay incentives for poor people to be sterilized? And just picture it, if you will. You know, they're talking about how they're doing all these things, what in fact were really drastic steps, you know, that led to gross human rights abuses. Well, China's Let me explain this. They they're brushing over this really quickly,
1: but it's like the IMF and the World Bank. A World Health Organization, um, like, you know, a co- you start getting money, they put stipulations on everything. So then they tell you how you can spend the money, what you can spend it on, and what exactly how you're supposed to do. And even all the way to the point of, like, related to contraception and, and well, shit like that.
0: Well, it was more so, like, because the, the, the Rockefeller foundation the the Rockefeller family is the ones that I was talking about in the beginning with all of the medical uh you know pretty much changing modern medicine into like what was would have been alternative medicine into what medicine is now because nature natural things that came from the earth was what we would use as medicine as medicine
1: and not even that yeah. long ago like just our grandparents and then that's like
0: free yes yeah, like like like, like a just maybe free. over a hundred uh, let's just say a hundred years ago
1: yeah let me play some
2: more disastrous and failed one child policy receives a lot of deserved critique India's sterilization program and the entire american-made infrastructure of it has notably received less of our attention India had long been at the center of European and American eugenics conversation for being too populous. Human-made famines resulting from British colonial policies were blamed on the land not being enough to house and feed the Indians that inhabited it.
1: And India, it's... See how they create the problem and then they, you know, they basically create the solution and the solution is benefits them.
2: It's... Self was seen as a policy guinea pig by both the British and Americans. Even Sanger, who I mentioned earlier, wanted to open up birth control clinics in the British Raj to test out how beneficial it could be to alleviating the problems of India. And there were upper caste Hindu Indians, part of the country's elite, many foreign educated, many part of India's liberal Congress party, who agreed with the colonial sentiments of many people, but specifically with regards to the fertility rates of lower caste Hindus and the Muslim community.
1: This is really important because this is what's going on over there today a lot, you know, and, and it doesn't come out in the news media that much, but how they are with Muslims over there and how they are with the, um, it's really the Aboriginal people, the older uh, uh, ethnic people uh, and religious people, like the ones that have the older traditions and stuff. You know what I'm saying? They tend to be more brown, too. But these people are. Dumbest. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So they and, and you don't hear about it in the news. But what's his name? The guy who's in charge. I can't think of his name right now, but he's, you know, they, they, lots of policies that's really hard on Muslims. And then it's it's they're they're dying. And I mean, I'm trying to be careful what I'm saying here, but it's, you know, it's not good. Very bad.
2: And so family planning became a part of Indian domestic development policy through the late 50s and 60s, supported, even pushed, by many international American groups and the U.S. government itself. The U.S. often used food aid as a leverage to push for population control practices, while organizations like the Population Council, the Ford Foundation, and the World Bank pushed IUDs for moderating population growth. In the mid-60s, that led to 29 million Indian women being given IUDs in unsafe conditions and with disastrous, harmful results. Results like half of the women reporting prolonged bleeding, while others mentioned severe infections. And while the majority of sterilization...
1: See, that shit is what's be happening that a lot of people don't talk about, too. Like, I mean... Because it's like, you know, these are official people, so the women trust them. And, they, and 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 it's supposed to be for their health and safety and all of this shit. But meanwhile, they're giving them some shit that's fucking their shit up and trying to make sure that they don't make no babies and shit.
2: Organization efforts in Indian history have focused on women. In 1975, the family planning policy and infrastructure was used to target poor and rural class men. There is no doubt that if our population continues to grow at the present rate, we are going to have very severe problems uh, by the end of the century. Prime Minister Indira Gandhi, in the midst of scandal, and economic crisis, and the possible loss of power, enacted what was called the emergency, a period of 21 months during which she had suspended the Indian constitution.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh... He was already going through, um, you know, scandals. The the country is in shambles. So he says, okay, it's a state of emergency. So at this point, we're not following the Constitution and we're going to try to get things back on track. Now, does that sound familiar to y'all? So like you all got to recognize this kind of stuff that be happening in other countries around the world because the same thing can happen in your country. And that's what they do in these kind of situations. It's a tyranny, really. You know what I'm saying? Anytime you got a person saying, we're gonna suspend the constitution so we can get some shit done, you should be suspicious. no matter what country you're in.
2: Key feature of the emergency was Gandhi's accelerated population control effort, which included forced sterilizations of men. Her son, Sanjay Gandhi, who was poised to take over the leadership of the Congress party, led the efforts. In 1976 alone, over six million Indian men were sterilized in pursuit of Gandhi's agenda to help the underprivileged. And it was made possible by a mass sterilization infrastructure created by the Ford Foundation's Douglas Ensminger. And none of this is of the past either. Reproductive rights and even women's empowerment development programs are underpinned with the belief that access to contraceptives and education for women especially will lead to fewer births in burdened countries.
5: What we do between now and 2050 with education, with economic growth, with health and nutrition, that'll really set the course for moderating the population growth between 2050 and 2100. So practically- uh,
1: Every time they use, a, every every Bill Gates clip is so ominous. I, I don't even think he be intended on, I, I don't know. Does he know
5: how he sounds?
3: <laughs>
5: He's really smart. I really set the course uh, for moderating the population growth between 2050 and 2100. So practically everybody now working in the field of family planning will tell you that they're doing it not because of overpopulation. They'll say that they're doing it because of reproductive rights. And this is exactly right. I think almost everyone, you know, could agree um, that people should be able to own and control their own bodies. The issue is that when organizations like the Gates Foundation uh, support family planning, right, and say that they're doing it for the purpose of reproductive rights, The only kind of care they provide typically when it comes to things like choosing um, family size is to assist those who would like to limit their family size, right? But if you really believe in reproductive rights, um, if you believe this idea that that family planning is about helping people to have the families that they choose to have, then you ought also to be assisting those who are not able to have children and would like to. That is, if they really believe in reproductive Mm -hmm. rights, then they wouldn't only be providing contraception and abortion they would also uh and already be providing treatment for infertility which in many cases uh can be taken care of um, at a relatively low cost
2: none of this
1: very good point what we'll, what we'll say y'all on that one cuz i think we should pause I, on that one i mean i agree i mean look i'm gonna tell you man I,
0: first of all i don't i don't believe in that whole you know the you know, overpopulation crap. I mean, like there's too many things that can debunk that and plus there's overall, I mean the universe will has its way of shaking itself clean. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if there's enough problems or whatever, okay, they look there's storms, there's you know, there can be massive amounts of of water drownings and all kind of natural disasters that the universe can fix it if it's really that much harm to the universe or to out to this earth like i just i don't know i i don't really you know follow all of that crap because i mean it's it's too much real science out there that proves differently Plus, I know the motives. Uh, uh, I've heard the motives in which these people really have. That's empowered the, the some of the riches of the rich. That you know why these things are you know actually being done. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe.
1: Yeah, but the comment that the guy was making about. Planned Parenthood, you know, that's a really good point, and it, it's making me think because that's another thing I kind of missed first time I watched this, or as far as this time it hits home better. But well, Planned Parenthood, right? Planned Parenthood, but it, Planned it, Parenthood is synonymous, synonymous with abortion, right? Well, no, so, but well, the, it's like no, the double speak no, because for Planned certain, Parenthood for certain, should groups, be,
0: for certain groups, that's what it's synonymous for, you know, because like there's a lot of uh you know and when they're in the black neighborhood they promote more of uh abortions and uh you know contraceptives and you know things like that but in other areas it may be you know
1: but i have less, never heard i've never heard of anybody going to planned parenthood for anything other than you know contraception and 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 well
0: i've I've heard, of, I've heard of it on both sides uh, and the ones that when when they have them in, uh, what I don't know what's the best way to call it, but you know, in uh non-black neighborhoods, they're most they they have it where like you can get in vitro and like they have different things that helps you have children. Same parents, you know. It's, I say the same Planned Parenthood. But you know, the only difference is is what they promote in these different areas.
1: I, I just, I just, I haven't seen that. Let me read Doc's comment. He I, know, says, I know
0: people, I know people personally that has, you know, gone through both sides of it.
1: Hmm. Let me read Doug's comment. It says every executive order is a suspension of the Constitution and creates an order outside the normal avenue of government until ratified or voted down or denied by the supreme court so yeah so yeah and i know and they're using these executive orders more and more i think it was obama who really started making that popular but whenever they start doing no. something they just keep on going with it maybe it was george w let me read now, uh, every, the-
0: every president has has used it and I, I may, maybe it's gotten more and more as time has passed but this is something that's all, like <sighs> Always been.
1: Let me read Doc's comment. He says, "The this planet has plenty of room if we can take care of logistics, of the logistics, of getting goods to people that need them where they need them and when they need them. Yeah, we said that earlier, right before you came on. Um, Planned Parenthood is part of the U.S. eugenics program and was built up to help keep the poor communities in check. That's what uh, Pat is saying. But I, I mean, I, I know it's, rela- it's it's attacking poor communities and brown communities. I just haven't seen any evidence of Planned Parenthood being used in the pot, you know, in in something other than contraception. Myself.
0: No, I mean, look, you can look it up. I mean, there there's certain see, you can look at the ones that they have placed that, you know, because they have uh, what what is it, in vitro and you know where they can take the egg and fertilize it and. Put it in a one person, you know. Take it from one person and put it into another. Like, they, I mean, they have all of these different sciences where it's available. Like, this is stuff that's like popular stuff.
3: Well, it's uh, not like uh, a,
0: it's not it's not like a secret.
3: Well, see, on the surface, Planned Parenthood is about helping you choose how to do your family, to not start one, how to start one. How to keep your family together, early childhood education. It's supposed you to would, be about giving any and all options. People that can't have kids help getting them to people that can help them have kids.
1: It, and it should be, yeah, but should yeah. Be but in practice, in practice, what in practicality, 90% of
3: it is abortions. Oh, which oh. while I don't have a problem with abortion, I do agree with the fact that it shouldn't be done on the government dime. Yeah,
0: and that's I don't why... necessarily agree with it, but I mean I do like I said, I I believe that everybody has a choice, and I mean how you live with your choices is up to you to deal with. You know what I'm saying? I can't, you know.
1: And those places are publicly funded. I mean not publicly funded. Well, they're funded by donations. Let me yeah. let me place it. No, forty
3: forty five cut all government ties to them until they no longer do abortions and like i said i agree we were giving them tons of money and they proved that they were funneling it to abortion clinics and not to other things and like i said um i may not agree with abortion but you know it's not my place state's right issue all that but you know i don't think the federal government should be funding abortions i mean one way or another how you feel on the issue it shouldn't be something that the government should not be forced to pay. We should not be forced to pay for that kind of a mistake. Well, yeah,
0: I, I don't, I don't think, yeah, I don't think uh, the government really funds it, I, and, and and maybe I, maybe I'm ignorant on that. I, I don't know, but I, I don't think that the government funds it. But I'm wondering, like, should the government be able to really stand up and tell you whether you can or can't yeah. have one? Yeah.
3: Right. See, that's where I'm the. Uh, I think that they should leave the hole. They should stop fucking around with Roe versus Wade. It is a good compromise, but in the middle for both sides. First trimester gives the mother a chance to decide intelligently what they want to do. Second trimester is about health or find out if there's something wrong with the baby. And no reason like for a third trimester. Time. And the third trimester is if it will cause direct harm to the life of the mother. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and and to me like anybody that's undecided past the second trimester like okay this there's, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Somebody but, needs you know, this
3: is, this is Houston. they will get to the second hi- trimester It's August. Fuck this. I don't want to do this in this heat no more. Get rid of this motherfucker. Uh, oh god. It's all about personal comfort now, remember?
1: Yeah, individualism, well, selfishness. It's fucking it's Babylon. Yeah.
2: This is to say that having access to birth control or even girls' education is eugenics. It is to say, however, that even those who have presented themselves with the best of intentions for the development of impoverished and struggling postcolonial countries have done so based on beliefs about populations rooted in the same ideas that were foundational to 20th century fascism. If the climate emergency is going to be the defining crisis of our time that impacts everything from migration to food security, then we're going to need to find a way to talk about it without casually strolling into the trap of the overpopulation myth, a myth embraced by the far right and propelled by the most liberal of our institutions. So how do we do that? How do we avoid falling into that trap? It's actually quite easy, but it involves first an honest reckoning with the history of environmentalism and who is consistently given the mantle of public and international policy shaping, as well as dictating how we talk about it. We now realize that the disasters that continue increasingly to afflict the natural world have one element that connects them all, the unprecedented increase in the number of human beings on the planet.
1: It's, it's so painful to hear David Attenborough say that I love that guy so much. I've seen so much of his work. But it, it's not surprising hearing that come from him because he loves animals. So, and people do kind of suck. So
5: <laughs> When it was considered politically
4: incorrect to mention it, and I was determined to mention it, I decided to call it Voluntary Population Optimization.
1: She's another one I look up to a lot too. And being that I'm an anthropology student, she pops up all the time because of the work that she did um, with uh, what were they? Gorillas? Uh, the the great apes. She did a lot of work. I can't I can't remember exactly which ones they were. Chimpanzees. I don't know what they were. They were. Um, I think they were chimpanzees. And um, she she did a lot of work with them. Go
0: ahead. Let me ask this because I'm I'm just this is just something that just kind of struck me just in the moment when you were saying like you know you know humans suck, but I mean if it wasn't for humans and uh, being able to domesticate uh, some of these animals these these dogs these cats and this that and the other I mean these these are animals that would just totally be just another beast that would be like very vicious most likely very vicious if it wasn't for somebody's spoon feeding them and you know give you know actually bringing them into a
3: home and showing them as as a cat owner i do not stand 100 percent that we have domesticated cats i i'm leaning more toward they domesticated us
1: yeah i don't think cats were really domesticated either Dogs, definitely. Cats, I don't know. They're, they're one of the animals that can completely go wild right off the bat. Like, you can let them go, and some cats can just be fine. Um, I mean, you could do that with dogs, too, but cats are just very different. Like, they, they, anyways. Um, but what I was saying about people suck is that, like, and, and it's good that Doc mentioned the cat. I love cats. Like, I, pref- you know, I, I'm trying to be careful here and not be offensive, but I ain't going to lie, I prefer the company of a cat over most people bruh <laughs> I'm not saying I want to depopulate the planet I'm just saying I, I like uh I, I like cats more than people they're more honest
3: you know, a cat a, a cat is more of a relationship <laughs> while a dog is more of a follower Right, and, yeah, and, and, and it speaks to the kind of person, though. If you like that thing when you get home, you know, don't you know you're loving you, rub, 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 you're a dog person, and there's nothing wrong with that. If you get home, they walk up, they go, Hey, yeah, hi, and then turn their butt toward you and don't and walk away like they don't care, that's a cat owner.
1: I mean, that's me. I like cats because dogs be wanting <laughs> way too much attention and 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 like oh I'm so happy you're home oh you want to play with me let's play let's do some some stuff stuff you come home the cat is like oh you here again did you put some food in my damn bowl fuck out of here <laughs> or or they might be in a good mood and be like hey what's up bro you wanna shit I'm gonna rub on you a little let me. Let me use you to scratch. I'm, I got an itch right here, like, or something. You know
3: what well, I mean? We've we, we trained a couple of our cats to, to fetch balls. So we can toss the ball and they'll bring it back to us. Uh, or Mousy or something. And they'll bring it back to us for about an hour, and then go lay down and ignore us after that.
1: Yeah, there—that's what's the difference between cat. Because I don't think you can really train them. I mean, you can, but the dog is going to keep on doing the trick as long as you tell them to do it. The cat is like—they're doing it out of their own entertainment. Oh, my, and once it once they're my bored first
3: with cat it. I to use the toilet. Oh. It would it would go poop on the toilet, hang itself over the edge, and poop in the toilet.
1: Um, past that, gotta go. And I think that's so cool. I always wanted to train a cat to do that because I've seen that before. And I and I, and I even did a, a bit of research on learning how to do it because I was going to do it, but um, I never got around to it.
3: You but. really need a second bathroom, especially if you drink a lot and wake up in the middle of the night to pee. And you will forget <laughs> to pull that tray out and yeah. you will hit it and it will splatter
1: all over you. And that's not fun. Gross. And that's one of the things I don't like about cats is the damn litter box. If it wasn't for the litter box, cats would be like the perfect ass pet, but they, the damn litter box, man. And like, how do you deal with that? With well, some cats, I would let them poop outside. I, anyways, we're off
3: track. Self-cleaning robot litter box. Look it up, man. They range from 50 to 300 bucks. They jump in, they jump out, it cleans for it. You just have to dump the container every now and then and put it into
1: Yeah. That still sucks, so that's why I don't have no cats right now. I don't have any pets, really, and fucking changing out the litter box is, is, is a big reason why. <laughs> let me um play some more of this. I think this is the end of it, or did I already end it? I know this is very close to the end. Oh, yeah, the guy is going to make a sum up ending. Okay, let me let him sum up his point. The one guy they put, they should have used the, him a lot more, but they chopped him up because... The stuff he's saying is controversial.
2: Billionaires have a vested interest in philanthropy that not only obscures their own role in exacerbating the problems they position themselves to be the saviors of, but also sustains a need for them. In other words, instead of a glorification of Bill and Melinda Gates, billionaires and their philanthropist organizations having the unchecked, unelected, vast reach and impact on issues of reproductive health and education in already exploited regions, there should be a questioning of it. Better coverage also begins with being accurate about the causes of the climate crisis, about who is responsible. Because when we talk about how the world is too populated, it assumes that all people live equally and thus have an equal impact impact on the environment. There's
5: a lot about climate change that's very complex but there are certain elements of it that seem simple. So for example, if you think that the core problem is that there are too many people who are consuming too much stuff and consuming too much energy, then one way you might think of addressing that would be to reduce the numbers of people in the world. Now, the issue with that is, anyone who's even begun to investigate what's really driving climate change, you quickly realize it's not the absolute number of people in the world. What really matters is how those people are choosing to live, whether those people are choosing to have high consumption lifestyles.
2: The richest 10% of humanity accounts for 50% of the world's pollution. 100 companies produce 71% of the world's emissions. Five meat and dairy companies produce more emissions than the three big oil giants africa the entire continent is responsible for only 3.8 percent of global greenhouse gas emissions and the united states it's the biggest plastic polluter in the world and its military is the largest consumer of hydrocarbons in the world that's not about too many people if you're because like i think that's
1: important um thing to mention and um, like they're talking about the air when they want to talk about air pollution or whatever, all of the airplanes flying. So every time you take a flight, you know, so uh, people with money, uh, you know, are the ones that's taking flights. You know, poor people aren't the ones that's taking flights. Like anyways,
5: living in a relatively wealthy country and you have the uh, great fortune you know, to have lots of disposable income and there's lots of stuff that you can buy and have. You know, then you begin to think about your own choices, right? And the way that you and perhaps your elected leaders are contributing to a way of life that is simply unsustainable, especially if you imagine the rest of the world aspiring to that same kind of life. Now, if on the other hand, you think that, well, actually the problem is all these people in the world, there are just too many of them. Then you shift attention away from the choices that you're making and you find ways of blaming other people in other countries, even though those people are only consuming a fraction as much as somebody in a high consumption society uh, like the United States.
2: That's what needs to be at the center of the coverage of the climate emergency. Our economies of unfettered consumerism and wasteful pursuits mixed in with the control that corporations, philanthropic groups and lobbying money have on environmental and public health policies. There is critical journalism out there that is pushing back against the overpopulation trope. There are journalists warning about the meeting of eco-fascism and liberal movements and holding to account the systemic practices that enforce destructive habits. But the fears of overpopulation still crop up because they hold political currency.
5: If you think that we're living in the midst of a crisis or even an emergency, you have to think about like, what sort of actions does that authorize? Well, there's a long history now. You know, the history of the population control movement more than once declared that we were living amidst a population crisis or even an emergency. And there are times in which, because of that kind of language, because of that idea, um, they authorized appalling human rights abuses.
2: When we hold accountable those who repeat the myths of overpopulation and those who create the conditions for the climate crisis, we're able to make it a lot harder for ugly and violent ideologies to find a comfortable home. And when we do that, we no longer grant the panic of an uncertain future the power to determine who can and cannot share it with us.
1: Yeah, so comments, comments. I'm gonna go to the, uh, I'm gonna go to the um, uh, video doc sent. Facebook will ever come up. It's going so slow. y'all got comments on the on that video before i move on
4: no, It's just fascinating man you know i just this the way that these people think you know and you know i think that we can all exist in this world but i think it boils back down to just you know greed Like they were saying, you know, I mean, the point that you made that, you know, poor people are not flying and and all of these things, you know, I, I just feel like they don't, they go around the true issue of the, the cause and effect of it, you know, and they feed us this bullshit. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Um and 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 then it's like each one of you—it's your fault because you use the straw in your drink. That the environment—you know what I'm saying—the turtles are dying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's your fault because you you know ordered some shit off of Amazon or whatever. That is so much plastic in the ocean. You know?
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's—and I don't know if this is the correct thing to say, but you have to almost become desensitized to it because you know like they prey on the hearts of us. You know, you, Doc, myself, Pat, you know, they prey on the hearts of the everyday working class people. And because they own a corporation that's creating thousands of jobs, that they're in the right. They're not leaving carbon footprints. They're not destroying the environment or they're not overusing resources. You know, they're not over drilling for oil because, you know, they they employed you and they're paying you you know hundred thousand dollars to haul crude oil up and down the streets you know and it's like that doesn't make it right you know it's the same thing you know but they they put that on the, they put that burden on the shoulders of you know everyday people you know like it it make us feel as though it's our fault you know or we have to change the way that we live our lives.
5: News
1: networks are not even getting clicks like that. So this show is like, there's an opportunity for this, what we're doing here on this show.
2: Um, so I really enjoyed seeing you be confident in your perspective. Um, and I think that you have a lot to say, especially when I so I saw a lot about um, social issues and politics. And I will be honest; like I'm not as well versed as I probably should be, um, but I really appreciated being able to learn. Um, from your content. I think a lot of people, and also have a different perspective. So I think a lot of people, it's kind of like an echo chamber. They like what right. they, they like hearing, what they like hearing. And so I'm very much a person who I, I love seeing both sides. I love getting different perspectives. I love getting different opinions. So I really enjoy being able to learn things from uh.
1: Yeah, man, that's <laughs> hot saying, shit man. right there, man. What so what we gonna do? Y- we want you to be an activist, and don't take our word for it. Look that shit up, Pully.